to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 82. 82. <clears throat> the Boy. Good what, film. What a fucking... So, I thought I'd watched this before, but then as I was watching it, half of it I couldn't remember, so I must have watched, like, a ending explained or a video about the film that showed a lot of clips. So you hadn't watched film. the film? No, I have I, I, I could have sworn I have, but I've never... I'm, half of it I never remember being in there, and I would have known, like... A lot of the shit that went on, so it, it was it was a sense. None, I didn't know any of the jump scares because it got me a few times in this film. The jump scares. So we, uh, you know, as per usual, we were really prepared and we we watched it on the Friday night to record on the Sunday night to bring out on the Monday, yeah. <laughs> as per usual, as is us. And uh, I was texting Ollie and I was like, "Yeah, I'm really not. I'm, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of watching this on my own right now." And so we were trying to shit each other up, and all you got was me via text going, "Greta." <laughs> you oh, were like, yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, the film, the film's so clever because it's it's got a like spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. So the ho- it's for you to watch it for the first time, you'd think this doll is possessed. It's about this really wealthy couple in the UK, um, quite an old couple who had a son called Brahms who died um, when he was I don't know how, how old, like, he was like about six, ten, pe- about yeah, eight ten. Was about it his eighth, eighth birthday? Eight, eighth birthday, I think. Yeah. Um, they found the little girl's body who used to play with the, he used to play, she used to play with Brahms in the woods with a crushed skull and when the police wanted to question Brahms the house was already on fire and Brahms died in quotation marks and that's what you were, that's what you're told in the film but the parents are obs- it, it seems that, that it gives the impression that they're obsessed and have never let go because they've got a little doll for him version like a little him, doll yeah. yeah like a life-size doll version made out of pot clay it's, porcelain um and they treat that like it's its actual son, mm-hmm. like it, like he's still real life. And then throughout the film, the, the main antagonist starts getting his voices, his protagonist, fo- protagonist, his voices, <laughs> his footsteps, and it kind of gives you the impression like, oh, the, the, the demon, the spirit is still about. But right at the end of the film, what a fucking twist! It is a very good twist. Um, Bronze is alive. He's been living in the walls of the house for so long. Um, and he comes out at the end like a massive twist and up to that point you're like what the fuck like this isn't a paranormal yeah. film which I think is it's such a good twist to make a paranormal film that makes you feel like and the thing is it's not cheap either because it gives you plenty of hints that it, it, it does so the, the the one of the like so they give, they give the babysitter it's, it's a woman who's been brought it's a United States well it's an American woman who came over um, and this is a job that she's doing for them they're paying her well um, and they leave a list of like strict rules like bedtimes, meal times, like and you'd think, why are you doing all this for a doll? Um and Brahms like gets an attachment to her, doesn't he? He he likes her. Mm-hmm. And the, the fucking twist of like so so one of the that's what I was on about, the the like the things that give you hints. So at one point they're sitting rat traps and the yeah. even the parents when they explain it to her and like, oh we don't really I'm I'm not too fussed about the rat traps, but but that's because rats go in the walls and that's where Brahms lives mm-hmm. and the parents know this. So rats don't go in the walls. Um, what else is there? Everything has to be loud. Everything you do in the house, music, yeah. anything, shouting, it all has to so be loud. Hear it through the walls. And this speaker's laid about the houses like that. So and it it, show, it even shows you in a couple of shots of speaker being heard, like um, amplifying the noise of whatever it is that's happening. Yeah. So Broms is always he always knows what's happening. 
yeah, so that was today's episode. Yeah, we'll but I, just, I just wanted to get it all out there because I, I, if you haven't watched this film, you seriously, seriously should. It's, a, it's, it's probably up in my top five horrors. It's not in my top five. But I, it's good. I love it. It was such a good film, and I could watch it again and again. Not repetitively, but it's one I could definitely yeah, watch again. Yeah, I liked it. And, and, to... and the mask is unreal. I think the mask is yeah, it's up there. It's a fuck. really good mask. It reminds me of you know the uh, the stranger's mask. Yeah, just, just not blank. It's like it's it's like a blank mask, but it's mm. got something about it that just creeps you out. Yeah, it is good. So I'm gonna. Well, I went to go see this with Debbie from uh, the one of the places I used to do my teacher training at. And I remember this film fondly because we were sitting in the cinema and it was really empty because we went like relatively quickly after school to go see it. And we were looking to the right of us and before this film started, like somebody had just left a backpack and we were sitting and watching this backpack and I was like, do we get the cinema staff? And they were like, and Debbie was like, oh, I don't know, because I feel like something had just happened quite recently when this came out. In terms of a bombing, yeah, and I was like, "Do we, do we wait? Do we, do we wait to see if anybody comes back? Like, yeah. what happens?" And so I went to go get the cinema staff, and just as I went to go get the cinema staff, the guy came back and sat with his backpack. And when I got back, it was like it's somebody else's backpack. It's somebody else's backpack, <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, fuck!" But yeah, we nearly got a bomb squad called out to the uh, cinema for this film, so that would have been entertaining. Nice. But anyway, let's uh, let's start from the beginning then. So. Uh, taxi driver, very weird, very random thing to be yeah. proved to be a bit pervy, may I add. She, she, Seems a bit unnecessary, doesn't it? Yeah, it was just a bit... Something like that you'd expect in a, in a film about a country that's quite, um, like, without... I'm not going to name any countries because I'm going to piss people off, but... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, quite third world, like, yeah. a lot of... Whereas the UK is not, definitely not a safe country by any means, but it's not got a history of, like, or a persona about it like oh yeah, I don't get any taxi drivers being feeding yeah it's just it's just normal I don't I just didn't think it was really yeah, necessary yeah it was a bit unnecessary but he's staring at a chest and she's like Greta who is the main character the protagonist yeah she's uh, half asleep against the um, car window and so there's just like that, that little bit but maybe it's there to give you a bit of like unnerving atmosphere or something like that but yeah, I just thought it was unnecessary so the house is beautiful yeah it's a really it nice is, house. but uh, I don't know. I don't know whether I... I think... Do you have to be older to appreciate it? Because oh, like, I look oh, at a yeah, country definitely. home and I think... Yeah, I'd, I, if I had like that type of money for a house, I'd build a much more modern house that looks looks a lot more modern. But I think that's just... But even um, like country houses, like I just like if somebody said, "Oh, I've got a country house. Do you want to come look around it?" I'd be like, "The same, oh, the yeah. same." I, I don't like that wood. I think it's it's a bit depressing. It's a bit depressing, and it is quite horror-y. Like in any like even in the conjurings of the housing there, it's all dark wood. Yeah. Isn't it? But yeah, I'm, I'm not massively keen. It's a massive and nice house, but it's not one that I particularly... I'd, if someone offered me to live in that, I would. But if I had that type of money, I'd probably buy a different house. Yeah. So she lets herself in, and there's a picture of the couple with the little boy, and it is the creepiest fucking picture ever. And this 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 couple seem very, very old, even yeah. in the picture. It's, it's just an odd situation. And then we meet Greta and Malcolm. So Malcolm is the grocery guy who comes and delivers everything to the house. Yeah. And this bit, this scene just makes me want to vomit. Whereas like I can read chewing gum. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. So I am like I absolutely despise chewing gum. I think it's like one of the worst inventions known to man. Yeah. And it just. She just spits it out in his hand. Yeah. Like what the fuck's that about? Who does they're, that? They're so. This this is quite an isolated film. There's not many characters. No, there's but not. Malcolm Malcolm for me is just a bit bit of a weak character. Like 
it's, it's kind of just there, so she's not fully on her own all the time. But, like, when the... So, Greta has, like, a backstory of a boyfriend in America who really mistreated her and she had a yeah. miscarriage and it caused a lot of problems. Quite, you get the impression he was an abusive boyfriend. Yeah, he was an abusive and boyfriend. And he's, he's just there as, like... They're, they're, like, they're in a few scenes where there's a bit of flirting back and forth going, but then mm-hmm. later on in the film, they're kind of, like... It's almost like, yeah, now the not in love, but they're really into each other. And it's like, well, where did... Where did this come from? Yeah, you've kind of, like, before she was hesitant and all this, but now all of a sudden it's all fine. Like, zero to a hundred, yeah, zero that's to a hundred. That, that's what I mean. I was like, it just feels a bit... It felt a bit hollow. That's the word I described yeah. it, the, the relationship between them. Yeah, I agree. And I think hollow is the perfect word to describe it, to be fair. Um, but when they're doing the chewing gum scene, which, like, makes me want to balk just thinking about it, uh, he said, like, he makes up this story, and she's like, "No, that's not right." And he's like, "Oh, you've got a dark past. You're trying to run away from someone." And yeah, it implies that there's there is something going yeah. on because we didn't we don't know that watching the film first off. Yeah. So she asks about Brahms, and Malcolm doesn't know what to say. But then we meet the mother, Mrs. Hilsher, and she takes them upstairs, and she's introduced to the doll. And she laughs. And I, I don't blame her. Like, yeah, can you it's, imagine? Yeah, it's a natural reaction, isn't it? Like, I would laugh. And, like, I'd maybe think that somebody was playing a joke on me. And I'd be like, right, okay, where's, where's the boy? Mm. But no, that fucking dolly's creepy. Yeah. It's a creepy it doll. Is, it is a creepy doll. But Malcolm play acts along, which I thought was quite... It's sort of like... I mean, I'd, my attitude is... Because you get these women who can't have children. And, you know, they desperately want to be mothers. Or... They're not they're not allowed to be mothers and, and things like that. Yeah. And so they get these babies that are pot doll babies and they look after them like they're real children. And you know what? If it's not harming anyone, yeah, then it really doesn't bother me. Like it's none of my business. Yeah, it's it's peculiar, isn't it, the way they're acting, but like you say, they're not the the parents are actually quite okay, like they're not the, the parents break my the, heart in this film. Oh god, it, it takes a dark twist later on. I cry my eyes out. It, it takes a very dark yeah. twist as you go down. But yeah, so Malcolm plays along with him, uh, with with her, sorry, and like says and shakes Brahms's hand and he's like, "What are you up to today?" Blah 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 blah, and we learn that there's also a very strict set of rules and she's going through them with her. But the, the shoes have gone missing by this point. And the shoes have gone missing yeah. and she says, Brahms likes to hide things that'll turn up eventually. Which she just thinks, what, like, whatever. Yeah, she right. says, playful. He says, oh, Brahms is playful. Um, which comes up later on, which is an important fact. Because the things that are happening in this film, and I, I know I'll keep going back to it, but it's, you'd see him in a paranormal film, but every it's not one point when I found out the twist. You know, in some films you get a twist and you're like, yeah, but that like that I, couldn't have counted. Y- for yeah, that. like how was I ever to know that? Like I couldn't like they make it seem like oh it's all this it, it must be paranormal. Whereas here the things that happen could easily be paranormal, but they don't leave it so that when yeah. you find out the twist, you're like oh well, that's bullshit. Like how was I ever meant to know that? Yeah. Do you, do you, do, when you watch film first time, did you did you know like did you have an inkling no. that it wasn't paranormal? I I definitely didn't. And but the, I I think this is a film where you it's a slow burner. So when you when you watch the more you watch it, the more you notice things about yeah. the film that show the doll isn't actually paranormal to begin with. Yeah. And I quite like that. So there's things like she must read in a cl- loud and clear voice when the lessons are going on. She must play the loud music very loudly. Yeah. And it's you know it, you don't really think much of it, but it's quite clever how those things change. Yeah. So after that, what happens is they have dinner together and they say they never throw food out either. And 
it goes into this like storage unit and is that for Brahms? I'm guessing so, yeah. I'm so gu- he, he knows where to get the food sort it, of yeah, thing. Yeah, because they never describe, like it goes into a storage unit but then they never say where it goes from there and obviously if just leave yeah. food it's going to rot. So So there's also mouse traps and that's because he doesn't like uh, animals and because mice get and rats and get into yeah, the wall. Yeah, which is where he hides. Yeah. And so then it, uh, Mr. Hilshire, Hilshire sorry, says... Uh, our son is very is here and he's very much with us. And it's it's runs back to that paranormal stage again of oh right, so he's he's possessed the entity of the doll yeah. and now he's the doll, right, okay. And so anyway, we also learned that through a phone call between Greta and I presume her sister. Yeah. Uh, the ex boyfriend is on the scene and he's looking for her. And so and that's quite terrifying. Like there, there really is some darkness, like yeah. dark twists in this movie. But then the day, the day comes after and the husband and wife are about to go, the husband and wife and the mother and father of Brahms. And it's the bit where she hugs her and says, I'm so sorry. Yeah, which is weird. But then later on in the film, you understand why she said that. Yeah, and Mr. Heelshire, like pulls her away before she can say anything yeah. else. And she and it, she's sorry because she knows exactly what she's doing to Greta. Like yeah. now Brahms is Greta's problem, not theirs. See, at first I thought... Because the uh, later on in the film, the parents commit suicide on this holiday. They want to do a joint, oh. do a joint suicide, and it's it's such a dark twist, but it's also quite an important one. And they write a letter, but I think it, I'm not sure if it was addressed to Brahms or if it was addressed to Greta, because Brahms opens it, doesn't he? He's got it in his little lock, it's in his little hider. So basically, saying what like Greta's, yeah, because she says Greta's yours now. You can do it with letters at your disposal. Yeah. But the, at first, I thought, why won't the parents just fuck off without saying out and do it and leave him there? But it's. It, I think it plays on that. It's a, a mother and father's love for the son is unmatched. Like even though they know he's a monster, there's there's still his. There's still their offspring, and they still have that feeling of I need to care for him. Yeah. So that's why they didn't just leave him on his own. Like they, they wanted someone to be there for him, which was unfair on Greta, and that's why she apologizes there and then for it. So I've got. It was supposed to be one of the fun facts, but I'm gonna say it now. Um. A, I found the full letter to Brahms. Like, if you pause it at a certain time, then that's this is what it reads. Our dearest son, words cannot describe our heartbreak as we leave you now. We will not be back. You, we simply cannot bear to come to live with what we have allowed you to become. The girl is yours now. She is yours to love and care for. May God forgive us all. Love always, mummy and daddy. Fucking hell. Which is, which is quite... Disturbing, mm. really. So uh, it never says it in the film, but I'd I'd be inclined to think that previous nannies have been killed by him. Yeah, because he says that um, they've been disposed of, haven't they? And yeah. like, and, and Brown said them. towards the end, "I'll um, I'll kill you just like the others." Yeah, so it does infer that the uh, they're they're all going to they all yeah. perish in the end. So then we've got where. Uh, the first, so the first thing she does is dump a blanket on the doll, which is exactly what you would so, do. So, yeah, so this is a question I want to ask you. So, yeah, she's, as soon as they leave the house, she tosses it off, like, just fucks a blanket, uh, flucks her doll off, just puts just a blanket over it. Just fucks, fucks a blanket. It. <laughs> would you follow them rules seriously from the get-go? No. Yeah, I don't think anyone would, because the rules are, like, how you expect to babysit an actual yeah, child, like, doll. feed it, change it, like, look after it, sing to it, read stories... I would sit there and think... And Greta says this to her sister later. She's like, I feel like I'm taking advantage of them. Yeah. And it's... You know, and you would infer more that it's psychologically dam- like damaging for them. So that's why they've behaved the way they have. Yeah. And I just... I feel like she automatically goes into that, nah, fuck it, I'm not really bothered. Yeah. 
and she carries on and she's you know she she sort of, she does feel guilty about it but she does leave him fucking hell not again <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucking alarms I don't, I don't know what that one's set for either to be honest was it to was it for work in case you napped maybe but I knew I needed to come here so I had an alarm set for five o'clock to come here anyway Weird. anyway right so we uh, I've lost my train of thought now Taking advantage of, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, taking advantage of, blah, blah, blah. And she keeps the blanket on him all night, and we don't really see anything else, but then we see a, a storm occurring, and Greta can hear crying, like there's crying that wakes her up, and she walks out with a candle. A, I'm thinking, just turn the fucking lights yeah, on. Yeah, that's down in my notes, never mind the candle, turn the fucking light B, on. B, why is there a fucking candle lit when she fell asleep as well? Yeah. Like, there's already pre-lit, like, do not leave candles burning. And she ends up going towards the painting where the crying's coming from. And she's standing there and she's staring at this painting and then his hand reaches out yeah, of the painting. Grabs, did it get you? Yeah, it's got me. It's getting that. Fucking it, got me. It didn't get me, but it didn't get me because I was looking away because I knew exactly what was coming. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it was quite a scary one. But it was just a nightmare. Mm. And she wakes up and uh, Brahms looks like he's crying. So she goes downstairs to see him. And she sort of bends down and she can see like tears falling down his face and she like touches it and then another teardrop lands, but it's from a leak in the roof, which I thought was quite a good thing. It's sort of the idea of she thinks she's going a bit crazy as well being in there. But I did think it was good. She goes out after that and she tries to get into the attic. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Just Why? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. wouldn't. But she can't get into it. But then she gets a phone call as well and she answers it and it's creepy. It's like a creepy, breathy phone call. But she doesn't obviously assume it's Brahms because Brahms isn't alive. She does assume it's Cole, who's her ex-boyfriend though. And we don't know whether it was or not. No, there's no idea, is there? No, so even though we, like, knowing the plot as we do now, we can't confirm whether that was Brahms in the first place. Yeah. Because, you know, it could have been the ex-boyfriend. So we learn from Malcolm that there was a fire on Brahms' eighth, eighth birthday and he didn't make it out. And the family, like the, the husband and wife have been like that ever since. So it's been 20 years. So that would make him 28, 29 yeah. now. So she ends up agreeing to a date with Malcolm and she gets in the shower and she's wearing a really pretty dress and a necklace. But when she's outside, the... Uh, the, well she's in the shower Brahms is outside yeah. and you can see him looking in but you don't know whether it's the person or the yeah. doll because suddenly the, the dress gets pulled down yeah. the necklace is gone and she doesn't she doesn't hear any of it like yeah. it's absolutely silent which I thought was so creepy yeah it's fucking but the, the thing is like again it's all explainable at the end because he's learnt to be quiet around the house like, yeah. he walks around like a fucking ninja doesn't he he can't be heard but the, the worst thing is when she gets out of the, the shower in the hair. and he snipped a bit of her yeah, hair off in her sleep. She's playing with her hair and she out of the shower and then she realises that there's a chunk of the hair missing and it's just all oh, the shivers that came up you there. Yeah, that is creepy. But then the attic doors suddenly open and she goes up. Of course she does. She is it's, stupid. It's horror movie, She it? is stupid. However, movie. is she? Because I feel like if I, like, in horror films, like you hear a, like people hear a bang and they're like, who's there? Like, I mean, you're like, you wouldn't do that. But see, you see, do. We, see, yeah, see, we say that if you were to bang upstairs, you're going to go up and check First it because it's, it's in yeah. your house. Like, you have, you, you literally have to. There's no you, other you option. You can't lay there. You, you have to do it for your own sanity so that you can prove to yourself that there's nothing there. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to end up laying there thinking, worrying about me, yeah, there's it. someone up there. Yeah, I've done it loads of times. Like, I've heard, 
like bibs clattering about downstairs and I've been upstairs and it's been late at night but I'm like well I'm gonna have to check it yeah. out or else I'm not gonna remember and I'm gonna panic so yeah you, you do that and so maybe with the attic ladder down you're not just gonna be like oh I'll just close it you've got to check out because yeah, something could happened. be in there and so she's she's terrified and the door suddenly locks up which also prevents her from going on the date with Malcolm and so that was clearly Brahms trapping yeah. her which is terrifying but she gets spooked and uh, by this mannequin and bangs her head and it completely knocks her out cold like yeah. she's out until the morning and she ends up getting downstairs and we learn that through Malcolm because she talks to him after and she's like I got locked in the attic blah 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 uh, we learn afterwards that actually Brahms wasn't all he appeared to be and that there was quite a few people who thought badly of him yeah. and it was called pub talk. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. like pub talk. That, that is quite a Britain thing, isn't it? Like everything gets... There's, there's like what you hear and then there's a pub talk. Like the pub rumors, talk is yeah. pub talk. And so after that, it turns out that even Mr. Hilsher was um, even confused and was and he, he acted really odd when he was drunk one night and... Um, he said like and, and the, this is the bit where the speakers come out and so it's, yeah. he, he can hear everything yeah. that's being said this is what I mean the film does give you reminders that like it, may, it gives you things like what, what's that got to do with anything so they, it gives you the opportunities to, to try and work it out which is what I like yeah it does and it turns out as well uh, that, that at that time Greta's sister phoned her and she was I think it's Robbie a nephew's name and she says, Robbie had to give Cole your address because he wouldn't stop shouting out. So Cole now knows where you are. Now, surely that should instill some sort of full level of panic. But, you know, she, she's got a lot to deal with and yeah. she, she's doing a lot of them in it. So she keeps having nightmares about Brahms and then she opens the door and her shoes are there. Yeah. And that's when you know something yeah. paranormal's going on. Well, you think it's paranormal. Yeah, the, 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 film, was, the film takes a cliche of paranormal and adds a massive twist onto it. It can it kind of mocks it in a way, thinking like, because it, it uses every cliche that you see in a horror film, but then none of it was paranormal. Yeah, because so it, it was all. It kind of, it kind of fools you, doesn't it? It makes you feel like a dickhead. You're like, oh, how, how have yeah, I not seen dickhead. that? Yeah, like, how did I not see that? But the uh, then she looks up, and this I think this bit is the creepiest scene with Brahms in it, and it's where he's sitting up on the bed with the rules, and he's just watching her through yeah. the door like that, and she panics and slams the door shut and locks it. And then you just get that fucking phone call. Yeah. It's like, Greta. Oh, God. Oh. That's so eerie. Please come out and play with me, Greta. I'll behave. I'll be good. Yeah. But then under the door, she sees shifting around and he's made her a sandwich. This, this and is, I thought that was quite cute. This, this is what I mean. Towards the end of the film, I was actually quite rooting for Brahms. Like, I was... Like, I think he loved her. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that, but do you know what I fucking love about this film as well? The, what, this is why I think... The film's so good because it just goes so it gives you more depth like normally like if that was to happen you'd expect most characters to scream and run off and kick off but it actually she's moves like, yeah, better she 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 kind of just embraces like right it's Brahms's spirit he, he just wants to be looked after like a little boy like this is why they gave me the rules because he he needs to be like be fed and be changed and be loved um and he's not here to hurt me he's just made me my favorite sandwich yeah and 
oh god like I just love that it gives you more depth it's not it's not as just black and white it's evil ah, it's a ghost I'm so yeah. scared it's like oh it's, it's, yeah exactly it's not just evil it doesn't have to be an evil spirit she genuinely they, they get quite yeah. a close bond well I put I love her reaction she like she's laughing she's crying that's like, what I mean I love it it's so much more in depth than just oh, I'm scared it's a spirit like she yeah. she embraces it and just, that, that's what puts this film I think a level above a lot of others and I'm not romanticising Brahms like he was a bad character like he killed that girl he, yeah. was, he was an obsessive character he didn't know how to love and how to feel so you know i'm not sympathizing with yeah who he is but it, it you know it did give him another layer to him like he did try and take care of her the, the, the thing is brahms you got if you put if you put into perspective like the timeline of this film so brahms killed that lass whether or not the parents tried to kill him by burning the house down or did that that burn it down to protect him but he does have burn marks on his face he was in that house mm. when it burned so i'm thinking it was more of an attempted murder of the son because why would you trap your son in and burn him? But anyway, so that happened when it, I think we think it was his eighth birthday. Yeah, and because because he was then. never allowed to leave the house or leave the premises because um, the, they poli- all the police, yeah, the police, the police, he died. Yeah, the, the police would would arrest him. He he never grew up. He never learned the yeah. world. And what he's happened. still a so child. He's still a child in his head. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, I agree. And uh, so she's got this sandwich, and she she really doesn't know what to do with her. Well, not not really. Doesn't she doesn't really know what to do at all? But she goes and she says, "This is what you want. You want me to follow this." And she's like, "Well, we can do that." And I think at that point, I'd do the same. I, I, I again, it like because it leaves a lot to the imagination. This film. I, what my theory would be is the the parents confine him to the walls of the house because they couldn't look at him every day and see what he'd done. Like oh, when every time they looked at him. They, they saw a monster, someone who killed a little girl. Yeah. So their compromise was this doll. Um, Brahms could see them loving this doll, and he didn't have to be out the like out in the open, so they could try and carry on with their yeah. own lives without constantly being reminded of him. That 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 doll represented what they wanted of Brahms, what they thought Brahms was gonna be. But I also feel that they were also just as much held prisoner. Yeah. By oh, Brahms oh yeah, in definitely. The the, the, it'd, it'd have had to have been treated that way because that's probably how how you got him to behave and I gone like that rule set is there because when they follow that Brahms is not an issue he, he just yeah. lives his life whereas if you don't start tucking him in or feeding him or reading him stories he'll start kicking off because he sees that doll as him and he would be like why are they loving it why, why? but this it, isn't throwing your toys out the pram this yeah, is murder yeah exactly it, it's just escalated yeah I agree so it may uh, and then you get this scene and this this breaks me where you see the parents putting stones into the pockets yeah, it's, and they it just takes a very dark the twist. They just walk into the water together and they kill. They, you can, they you can just see, yeah, die. you can see in the face how defeated they are, and just they look so drained, aren't they? And they just decide that this is a time like they're just gonna have to kill themselves. But could they have not? Do you, Do you think because they so part of it's they can't the guilt of leaving Brahms. Part of it's the guilt of leaving Greta in Brahms's hands. Yeah, and then the other part is just as you say, exhaustion of. Like what? What can we do? The, the, like, the, nothing the, else. The the Catholics, I believe, like the religious, yeah. because they're always saying God, God bless me, God bless you, like, God and bless all this. Daddy, God bless Greta. Yeah, exactly. So the the might the, the, the imagine like being highly religious and you're you like you've seen evil, you've seen your son kill someone, and you're covering that up. It's so it's it's a sin that, and they've lived it for the last twenty odd years. years. So yeah. they've been carrying that weight around the shoulders that they're not only are they protecting a murderer and a and a monster as they call him, 
the the feeding his addiction, like the feeding his ego. And well, yeah, because they brought the nannies. Exactly, exactly. They're 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 part of the problem. So I think that the amount of like weight they'd be carrying on their shoulders and regret and guilt would have just been too much, and they decided enough's enough. Yeah, I agree with that. So I really like this bit as well. It cuts back to Greta and Malcolm because Malcolm's left and Greta's like, no, you need to come back quickly. Like there's something going on, and she says Brahms is alive. And she puts Brahms in the room and draws a circle on the floor to test him. She puts Brahms in the middle of the circle and then they shut the door. Now, the first time, Brahms doesn't move. Yeah. This is very clever. So the first time, Brahms doesn't move, but then she closes it again and they have a conversation and then Brahms does move when they open it the second time. Now, I was thinking about this this morning because it was the only thing that I couldn't quite make sense of. But Brahms didn't move the first time because he was timing how long she'd leave him. Do you think? To give him time to move because he was only behind the door. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair play. So, and it's the idea that first time he didn't move so that she'd close it again and they'd leave for the exact same amount of time. That's what he's relying on. But because she didn't leave it for long enough, like for him to get anywhere really different, he just settled with the door because that's where the closing point is. Yeah. That's clever, that. I thought that was incredibly clever. And so they now both believe that Brahms is alive and they they genuinely believe it as well. And they they sort of form this very weird little family, like... Malcolm and yeah, Greta. This, this and is what I mean by the There's very stuff. little Ma- chemistry. Malcolm is there in the film because... To me, he's just there as someone... They needed someone to relay information to the audience that yeah. obviously isn't going to come from Greta because she doesn't live there and isn't going to come from the parents because the, 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 the whole point is they're covering up the truth. So they needed someone to be there to give the right amount of information to the audience, to give the right atmosphere off, like the, the killings, the pub, the pub talk, the the fire. We needed to know that, but Greta won't yeah. know who's... I mean, these, char- these characters have got the parents, Brahms, Greta, uh, Cole, who's a, a and then the weird taxi driver. Yeah, like there's no, there's no one else to relay that information. I mean, you could so. have had the weird taxi driver, I suppose, if he was a driver for like the family. Yeah, they, they, that's what I mean. They didn't have to turn this into like I think they could have, like, because the they were form this weird family. Then that night they go and have. Well, the, the, they needed Malcolm because they needed, they needed him to fuel jealousy with Greta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But Malcolm's the only character that I feel doesn't have depth in this film. Like, there's nothing... Of... We don't learn much about yeah, him. Yeah, there's no feelings towards him. Like, uh, we're not really that bothered about him. I didn't care if he lived on that. Oh, cause, yeah, because all his scenes are just floating back and forth and trying his luck. We yeah. don't actually learn anything about Malcolm, so... So Greta and Malcolm start to kiss and it looks like it's about to lead to something a little bit more. But then the music starts playing really loudly because you get like this POV shot from Brahms yeah. watching them kissing on the bed. Looks really and, key old, doesn't it? And then the music starts playing really loudly, which disrupts them because he doesn't want Greta having sex with him because he likes Greta. And so There's something funny about being caught by a dead kid, which is what they think at the time. Yeah. Like, oh, the spirit of a dead kid is not letting us do it. Yeah, and it is quite amusing, to be fair. But then we learn about... Uh, the little girl. So Malcolm says that a girl used to play with Brahms and then the girl was found with her skull smashed in. And they, the police wanted to interview Brahms at the time, but there was the fire and so he died and so it went unsolved, yeah. this murder. And he's not convinced that it's a good spirit. He says, you know, if that kid, if that was capable. So they're still on the paranormal side yeah, of things. Yeah, they still fully believe But it's it. like, if this is the spirit of Brahms, 
I don't know if I want to be in the same house yeah. as somebody like Browns, especially with like the idea that he's this paranormal thing now, so yeah. he's not killable, essentially. And it is quite creepy, but Greta does go back to the attic and finds a photo album and she's looking through and like that kid looks creepy yeah it does look unsettling it is an unsettling kid but then we learn that cole is has arrived in the house and so the ex-boyfriend's back on the scene but while she's in the attic again which is quite important she learns she finds photos of emily who was a little girl who brown's killed photos of them together which kind of like she she linked the pub talk to being real life like yeah because at this point the killing of emily was only pub talk like yeah it, it, but it's it was, a truth yeah, yeah but when she saw that picture it she learned that there was speaking actual truth yeah and the, so mike uh, michael malcolm comes in as well and it's sort of like she goes to let cole stay on the sofa not not by choice not Co- by this, choice this cole i just want to say he's it, kind of it's it, it, it settled down a bit, but at first I thought it's massively being oversold as an arsehole here. Like, massively being yeah. oversold. Like, you, you can do it more subtly than how they did it. But then he did start settling down. And, like, at first he came in and was acting Billy Big Bollocks. But I think they should have approached it more back to front, where at first he's really comforting. Like, I'm really and sorry. Then it progressively and then gets he worse. progressively gets worse. But it's kind of he comes in all guns blazing first. And then he kind of starts to settle down and that, don't you? Oh, I'm never going to leave you. Like, yeah. I just thought, like, you should have done it the other way around rather but than. He does say to her that he's never going to let her leave him. Yeah, you, you just get the signs, like, the way he grabs her arm, like, he's physical and he's. Brams has obviously heard him say he's taking her back tomorrow. They've got plane tickets tomorrow, so he's instantly not happy. Yeah, so they both laid him. Well, the lady in the house, Malcolm, has fallen asleep in the car outside because he doesn't trust it, which I did quite like. And, and Greta's in, in bed with. Brown, Brown's yeah. daughter, which is quite sweet, and she says, "Help me, don't she?" She asked, does she say, "Help me?" She does. She asks Brahms for help. Here, yeah. Here's her. So actually, Brahms is just acting this, for this is, this is what I mean. I I kind of rooted for Brahms at some point because I thought he, he just because all he does is care about Greta. He's just not got discipline to know that when you don't get your own way, you don't go and kill people. Yeah. But he is still a childlike thing, and he just wanted to protect her. And so then there's drops of blood that land on Cole. This was gross, and he wakes up. And he sees that there's dead rats in his case, and then on the windows there's get out yeah. like towards the top Creepy of the wall. Well. And he blames Greta, and also Brahms is downstairs, so he's moved. Yeah. And so Greta is just like, look, it wasn't me. It, you know, it, I promise you, it wasn't me. Blah 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 blah. And Malcolm's asleep in the car and hears the ruckus, and so he comes in as well. And uh, Cole manages to get hold of the doll and he's waving it about and you know she's like please don't please yeah. it like she cares for him like a child yeah she does yeah and, and so does Malcolm to be yeah, fair he's saying just put the doll just down just put the doll down and then he just fucking smashes it on against the on the floor against the floor and then the whole house this, this is where the film for me creeping. gets fucking like this twist is one of the best I've, I've seen so that the whole house starts creeping and it's like creaking. He, and yeah, it's getting. The, you can hear the house getting closer. Yeah, getting closer, and you think. And then even to this it point, still looks it's paranormal. still paranormal. It's like the lights are flickering, but it's because Brown is storming his way through the walls of the house. Yeah. And oh god, his his entrance is so fucking sick. And when he comes out, you're like, "Go on, Brown, <laughs> get Come on. You're like get cold." Like you can't. This is what I mean. The film does so well, and you're almost rooting for him yeah. in a way. So he it stops at the mirror and Cole walks over to the mirror and sort of rests his ear against it. Then the mirror just smashes yeah. and fucking Brahms comes out in this blank. The, oh, the way he just like pulls his arms. It's just what? so eerie and it's fucking oh, amazing. He came out of that walls for Greta. He, yeah, he came out to save Greta. He did. Oh, bless him. 
He just didn't have any restraint as a child. Yeah, he, he was he was sick, but he wasn't. He, he still had emotions. Like he yeah. still had. The, he felt like, he's not like a cold blooded killer where they feel nothing for anyone. He, he he just doesn't know how to handle his emotions, does he? That's 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 his problem. Yeah, and so then Cole gets killed. Nice kill. It is a good kill. It Stabs good him in the neck with a piece yeah, of glass. It's nicely done. And then a chase through the house ensues. So, you know, Malcolm and Greta are running away from a very adult Brahms now yeah, who is terrified. He looks scruffy. Like, he looks like he lives in wars. Like, a scruffy outfit. But he, the, the outfit of him just looks unreal. Like, yeah. the whole way he looks, the mask, the hair, the beard underneath, you can tell he, he just looks like someone who has been li- yeah. literally living in a wall. He's done a really good job of it. Whoever did the costume and makeup yeah. design did a very good job. But then they end up within the walls as well. And I like, I really like this bit. So Brahms ends up catching up with Malcolm and Greta and he nearly kills Malcolm. Yeah. Like, it's very close to killing him. And Greta sort of watching him, this bit made my toes When he curl. puts on the kid I voice. I hate it? this. Is it when the voice goes from kid to adult? Yeah. Oh, God, And he's it? like, Greta. And he's like, I'll kill him like I killed the rest of them. Uh, and she fucks off. Yeah. And I was like, you will fuck off. You are right to fuck off. When, like, he starts the voice off Greta. in this, yeah, like how it's been throughout the whole film. And then as he goes on, he's like, I'll kill him like I killed you. And his voice is getting deeper. And it's yeah. like, oh, just the fact that he can mimic that voice at any time and it just gives oh god it creeps you out doesn't it but it's very cleverly done so she ends up coming back in the house because she needs to save Malcolm she doesn't want to leave him and she's looking at Brahms and he's looking at her and she's like right come on time for bed and she takes on that mother role again yeah she says I'm not leaving you I'm here come on time for bed and And he follows her this is what I mean this this is why this like I just love the film because Brahms you've got to remember although he's an adult now he's never grown up in his mind so in his mind like if you you thought if he was telling a 26 year old to fucking go to bed they'd turn around and be like fuck off like the no but Brahms is still 8 years old in his head he's still that little child so when when his guardian or his parent is telling him to do something there's still that bit in his brain that makes him think oh no I'm in trouble I'll, I'll go to bed the thing is though it's sexual as well like it's 100% like he's got some sort of Oedipus complex yeah. going on because he he wants Greta he, he wants to sleep with her and that's proven when he's like a kiss yeah he's laying in bed with a mask and she's like no not tonight that's your punishment and he's like and then holds Gra- her and grabs, grabs her, her arm and she leans down to give him a kiss and then he just full on like yeah, kisses goes her for it. and she uh, she ends up stabbing him with the, I think it's a screwdriver. Uh, is it a letter opener? Letter opener, that's it, a letter opener. So she stabs him with a letter opener and he's like gasping for air because she's clearly wo- like yeah. badly wounded at this point and he's choking fuck out of her. Um, but she ends up shanking him again. And- can, I, can I just say I want to do justice for that scene when they're going for a kiss because it's just so tense because you can see Brown's eyes through his mask like just looking at her in the eyes like it's... For Brahms, as actor, you never see his face. His eyes tell a thousand. He does a very good his, job. You can just you can just tell by his pupils because that's all you can see. Like the the way he's looking at her face and examining her, and oh god, it's such a creepy scene. Yeah, I agree. It is terrifying. And she, uh, so she ends up shanking him, and he like she she must puncture his lung or something like that because like he's gasping, and then he just lays dead, and she and Malcolm get away. But Brahms lives because there's. The boy too. I know. I've so, never, I've never seen that. I haven't seen it either. So yeah, the last scene is uh, Brahms fixing a doll that was smashed. Yeah. So I, I feel that's like some I, dedication. That I feel like two is not going to be as good. Like I've, I've just got. A I feeling, would like to see it. I, would, I do want to see it, but I've just got a feeling that this whole. Well, you know the twist. The, now. This film was a story from beginning, middle to end. It wasn't like a like scream. You can pick up and leave because it's not. It's not. It's not. 
it's not it's revealed not Billy, everything. It's not, it's not Billy Loomis and fucking Stu, it's Ghostface. Ghost so anybody any, can take Anyone can be Ghostface, but now we know Browns and we know he's alive, so it... It, I think it'll be. It could be. It'll be a different type of horror. It can't be the same no, horror. It can't. And I think the twist this, is gone. yeah, exactly. And I think this film was so good because of the twist. It it, it fucking hook line and sinkage, didn't it? You ne- you never would have thought in a million yeah, years first time watching it. Right. So behind the scenes facts. What was the budget for this film? Why am I holding Ooh, it? Why you can see it? Um, I'm gonna go. Eighteen million. 10 million. Oh. It was a cheap film to make. We say cheap as in like 10 yeah. million's nothing. But yeah, it was a relatively cheap What's film. What's my to make. point? My boundaries have been five in it. Five, five, five yeah. either way. So 10, 10 total. So, box office? The fact that you went to see it makes me think it was probably more popular than I remember because I never remember it. Was it was good marketing. It was really cleverly done. S- oh, it's not in the hundreds. 84 million. 64.2 million. I'm not, I'm you, not weren't off, yeah. you weren't realms out. You weren't realms out, okay. Right, so I've only got a couple of behind-the-scenes facts and, like I said, one of them earlier. But cast members constantly use the doll to prank each other on set. On one occasion, it was propped up outside another cast member's bathroom and when they saw it, they freaked out and hurled the doll the doll outside the trailer and the crew had to repair it and then make a repaired doll. Like, they had to remake the doll because it was, like, destroyed so badly. Uh, You'd thought um, they'd made more than one if they were going to play shit like that on each other. Yeah. So when Mr. Heelshirt is showing Greta the rat traps, BH is carved into it, likely to show Brahms' dislike of animals because mm. it was Brahms Hillshire. Yeah. So it was all there. So the last one, I think the last one's going to change what um, you see about Brahms. I feel like it's going to alter your perception of him. So although only hinted at in the film that was originally uh, titled In a Dark Place... Brahms was supposed to capture and rape Greta. So it was going to be a completely yeah, different that, that would have changed it, but I can only go off what I've seen, not what yeah. not Well, what it changed massively. Yeah, yeah. It's just like in the shower scene and stuff like that, it was supposed to be a lot more graphic and that would have given it a rated R. It would have ruined the film. Well, I think, yeah, because... I think this film does so well because I don't know how to feel about Brahms. He's obviously an evil person for what he yeah, did. Yeah, they made a good choice. Yeah, de- definitely. Would you rather? Is it mine? Yeah. Right, hang about. Prepared. Right, so this is one I've had sat waiting for a week now. I've been buzzing to ask you. Um, it kind of fits in. Well, it does fit in. And it is a would you rather. Oh, so, yeah. would you rather have a friendly but scary looking monster living in your house? Um, so, for example, a Brahms. We'll say a Brahms, but he's friendly. But you hear him, you know he can watch you, like blah, blah, blah. Or have nightmares every single night for the rest of your life. Bad nightmares. First one. Really? Yeah, because you get used to it. Like if it was nice, you just you just get used I want, to it. Right, not nice, but not intrusive. Like you know he's there. Nightmares. Yeah, so he's not like, oh, do you want a brew? He doesn't knock on the wall. So can I wrap <laughs> kettle on? But it, you, you, I'm coming. Like you, you could hear him like walking through these walls, and then you'd just be like, oh fuck, he's here. But you'd never speak to him. Like you. Oh, I don't know because have you ever seen the Babadook? Yes, but once a like, long time ago. The, they keep the Babadook in the tray in the basement in the end, and they quite like the Babadook, so maybe I'd like it. Okay, now. Maybe. So, I'd so like you're it. so you're off with the monster. Yeah, I think so. I'd probably have monster because I feel like you'd lose I'd, sleep. Yeah, the biggest my biggest fear is having no sleep. Like imagine having insomnia and just not being able to sleep. Yeah. It'd drive me insane. Yeah, I definitely think I'd pick the friendly monster. So what's film for next week? I've gone with the haunting in Connecticut. Not watched it. I know that's why I've done it. I've watched it vaguely, but I cannot remember a hundred percent where I've uh, got it from. 
Oh, right, is it good? What do you, uh, what do you back it? Well, there's nothing wrong with watching a bad horror film. That's I don't, the, I don't, I don't that's the best. Can I please read this out? Right, so Oliver has just spelt Connecticut. K-I-N-E-T-I-C-A-T. What's the last one? A-T-E. I do have, I do, my spelling isn't that bad, but I just don't know how to spell that. <laughs> Right, I can I can spell. Kinetic, so Connecticut is C. I just thought kinetic energy and thought. Yeah, I, know I, that's I, 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 I accepted in my head. Right, I don't know how to spell it, so I'll just spell <laughs> it, it how it sounds. Funny. Like I knew I knew I wasn't spelling that right, but I thought I'll spell it how it that's, sounds. In that my head. is nothing. How it's it's C O double N E T I C U T. I just thought I'll spell what it sounds and then. I like that spelling better. I feel like we should change that name. I definitely wouldn't work. have found the film, would I? If I fucking can googled you, can that. Can you imagine? I could put it on Google, I could put it on Google and say no results found. Yeah, <laughs> right, so we have got a midweek episode coming out this week. It's going to be getting to know us a horror edition. So we're going to be talking about random topics, things like films, our own fears, our own perceptions and experiences with horror as children. Yeah. And we should we should it should be good. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, it should be a good so, episode. That I hope you enjoy. I definitely haven't prepared. <laughs> and, and tune in Thursday for the midweek. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.